Kevin Pankhurst. And I'm Donna Carter. And you're listening to Girl on the Go. And uh, shortly before we were recording this, uh, Mom was talking about her friend Karen as Kevin. So imagine my confusion. Yeah. (laughs) I recorded this with Kevin while you were in Australia. No, I recorded it with my friend Karen Taylor when you were in Australia. Poor Karen. Karen is is living in Ecuador now. But this was a really, really popular podcast. A lot of people listened to it back when we aired it. Mm. And so I kind of wanted to, um, I wanted to run it again, do a little bit of a remix on it, because I think it really is valuable. Mm -hmm. So apologies to Karen for calling her Kevin. And also, I feel so badly for my friend. Poor Karen, yeah. Does she have a middle name? (laughs) I her middle name is Marie, if I'm not mistaken, which is also yours. Mine. Yeah, um, it's like how everyone has the middle name Michelle from my generation. Oh, uh, really? Sorry yeah, about that's that. That's okay. I got Kevin as a first name. I'm yeah, good. Yeah, not too many of those. No. Um. Yeah. So the whole Karen thing, the whole on the being internet, a Karen thing. Yeah, that's that's tough. I I think mm-hmm. it comes from a Dane Cook bit. He was a comedian. Mm-hmm. That was a big deal in like 2005, maybe even earlier than that. Hmm. Um, I wouldn't recommend looking it or him up because I'm pretty sure he's, he's pretty vile. Not great. <laughs> um, but, but he was very popular. And I feel like he had a bit about how like in every group there's a Karen and she's always the worst. The worst is not the word he used. No, but, but yeah. So if you have no idea what we're talking about, there's just a ton out there on the internet right now about Karens. And so Karen is a name that's been given to um, white middle-aged privileged Privileged women women who are entitled and often leverage um it's called like white women tears so they often leverage their the sympathy that white women often get from society Mm -hmm. um and often weaponize it against people of color um i didn't realize i went that sometimes deep. not all the time okay. there are a Most lot of the karens the karens should be very embarrassed that they behave yeah. so badly yeah. but there's there's some where like the karen gets into an argument with like a black man or like a latino mm. man okay and yeah. they start to say things like like He's attacking me. He's attacking me when he's not. And you can see that on the video Uh, or like he's running me over with his car. And it's like, no, he's not. And you know that socially, not anymore, but you know that um, often law enforcement will side with you. Right. That's why it's like white women tears. Um, So that's that's when it's particularly insidious. So that's. We're not doing a podcast on Karens. We no, just, but just sort of came My friend Karen is lovely. It's not like that. She is not like that at all. In fact, she's done a ton of traveling in the developing world. I've always appreciated her. Traveling right. in the developing world, not as a tourist. Let, not, let yeah, me be clear. Yeah, right, <laughs> she's not right. just like, ah, yeah, because she, poverty. <laughs> because she worked um, for an NGO that does amazing work among children. And I always saw her doing her best to speak the language, mm-hmm. to really um, honor the people that she met. And she did it with great humility. So, yeah. She's not a Karen, except that she was except named in name, Karen. Except in name only. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to repeat this because she read a book 
called How to Enjoy Reading Your Bible by Keith Farron. And it really revolutionized the way she enjoyed reading the Bible. And so I thought it would be really valuable to repeat because Mm. there are a lot of us who maybe have known the Lord for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, We our, our eyes almost glaze over when we read something, especially in a really familiar translation or yeah. paraphrase, yeah. because it's just so familiar. It just it's like it doesn't even go in. Yeah, it's almost anymore. it's almost like like every few years you got to read a different translation and just I to do keep it that. fresh. Yeah. I do that. I rotate through a lot of different paraphrases and translations, and mm-hmm. it does it really does help to keep Makes, it fresh. So and there's value in in also anyway. Yeah, I mean different translations and paraphrases bring out. They highlight different nuances. Absolutely. And it is nuanced. So we want to share with you again how to enjoy reading your Bible. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, because we probably didn't say this when we first recorded this episode, let's just remind people how they can reach out to us. Yeah. um, Definitely subscribe on your favorite app, including Apple Podcasts or Spotify or our heart iHeartRadio. Uh, or of course, you can listen anytime using the MyJoy Radio app and you can reach mom, just Donna Carter on Facebook. Yep. And you can find me uh, at Kaya March, K-A-I-A, March like the month on Twitter. Um, and Grow on the Go Pod is us on Instagram. Oh, yeah, on I Instagram. fully yoded that sentence. Yeah. I went in. I went in backwards. Uh, oh, <laughs> anyway, and we do love we do love to hear from you. So do reach out, and we will do our best to get back to you. Yeah, enjoy this podcast. I remember a friend at a church once saying, "Oh, I just love baby Christians. They're just so, you know, in." enthusiastic, and they just want to get involved and do everything. But honey, that will wane. And I remember thinking, no, it won't. And I wish I could say it didn't. Mm -hmm. But certainly my Bible reading somewhere along the line didn't fall off or, but it it became some of those things that I, I I wanted to do, but it was also an obligation. Mm-hmm. You know, that's this is what I'm supposed to do as a Christian. And it is an opportunity to know God's will. But I think I, I lost that enjoyment thing hmm. along the way. And so I downloaded this book. I didn't read it for probably years. And then I was just going through my list of books in my in my. Um, uh, tablet, and I thought, oh, I don't even remember. It sounds really intriguing. It really is. Now, I've just so recently picked it up. I haven't actually even finished reading it all. But I have determined, and I've already spoken to a couple of ladies at my church in Salinas, that when I get back, because one of the things he talks about is doing it as a group, getting mm. others together. So we're actually going to do this book as a Bible study. So we'll get together five or six ladies come to our house on Tuesday morning or whatever, and we're going to go through all the tips. It's very straightforward. He gives um, very distinctive um, ways that you can... Um, I'll just give you for an example. Sure. Um um, sorry, one of the things he talks about is if our time in God's Word were primarily relational instead of informational, it would have a significant 
probability of being transformational. So sometimes, and I'll just speak for myself, if I get into the word and I'm looking for an answer to something, right. or I need to find information, how do I deal with this difficult person? Mm-hmm. How do I manage my way through this Situation. I'm looking for information, mm-hmm. but it's not really relational. Mm-hmm. It would be like if you and I, that first time that we reconnected after 30 years, you know, getting together and I pulled out my... my Resume. Right. Or a notepad and, and asked, okay, the 85 questions I need to ask Donna so that I can get, get to know her better. Right. You would be like, I'm not going out for lunch with you again. That was like a job interview, right? It would would have been very informational, but not relational. And um, that information likely would have come out during our conversations. Mm -hmm. But if you approach it as, I just need to get this information, then you lose the relational. Well, and I I mean, really, God's... This is God's love letter to us. I, I often talk about the Bible that way. It's his love letter to us. And yes. there's actually a book that has helped me enjoy reading the Bible, especially difficult books, um, called 66 Love Letters by mm. Dr. Larry Crabb. Oh. And he um, has a conversation with God in each chapter. And so through this conversation with God, he unpacks really what, how that book is a love letter. Mm. I mean, I, like, what he writes about Leviticus made me get Leviticus, finally. <laughs> it like, would, yes. Yeah, so anyway, that's that's what you're saying, right? It's a love letter. It's relational. Absolutely. Yeah. And if we approach it relationally rather than informationally, mm-hmm. then uh, there is a greater chance of it being more transformational. transformational. And uh, I've just noticed over the last few weeks that I have been reading it, that I truly have been... Um, yeah, just really enjoying and wanting to implement some of the other tips and mm. and um, and things that he 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 talks about, you right. know, rather than just going for answer or um, you know. Often, I love devotionals. One of the other books that has really impacted me, and I believe it was your dear late sister who got me mm. turned on to it, is uh, Jesus Calling. Yes. I love reading that. Sarah Young. Sarah Young. Mm-hmm. And every morning I'll, I'll read my... It's beautiful. Yeah. And I like other uh, devotional things, and I'll, I'll get on, um, depending on what I'm going through, mm-hmm. you know, the I have the U version Bible on my iPad, and, and they'll have different devotionals that you can walk through. But yeah, some some days it's... Um, you know, you do your devotional, and it's kind of okay. I can check, check that off. I can check my quiet time with God. And some yeah. days, one of the other um, examples Keith gives is: imagine as a parent, you sit down your children, and you say, "You know what? There is so much that you need to learn, and I need to discipline you about, and I need to encourage you, and you know, get you on the right path in your life." So. There's not going to be any time for play. We're not going to play anymore. Mm. You can play with your siblings, but mm-hmm. mom and dad aren't going to play with you anymore because mm-hmm. there's too much to learn. Imagine. Yeah, I yeah. mean, to me, that's not a relationship. No, it's not. And so there are days that God says, I don't want to discipline you. I don't need to teach you anything. I just 
want to be with you. Yeah, I just yeah. want to just Beautiful. you're my you're my kid. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think one of the the reasons we get into this information or teaching mode mm-hmm. is that we live in a uh, some would argue, argue postmodern culture, but for center, centuries, we've been in a modern culture, and moderns like to reduce. We reduce things to outlines. We reduce things to formulas. Ah. And so as moderns, we typically approach the Bible that way. The postmoderns, you know, which I, one of my daughters is definitely a postmodern, Kevin, who co-hosts with me. Anyone who listens, you know, she's really out of the box. My other daughter, Kendall, interestingly, only three years, four, three and a half years older is a modern in the way she thinks. Um, But Postmoderns are more like pre-moderns in that they're more into narrative and story. Mm-hmm. And the Bible was written as story, as yes. narrative, as a love letter, yes. not as a textbook, which yeah. is how we tend as moderns to interpret it. Yeah. Yes, and I'm um, to that point, because there's such a story in the Bible, sometimes we... Um, Again, going back to that, if I'm looking for an answer, I'll I'll try and find the scriptures that apply to my current situation and, you know, meditate on them, maybe memorize them. But I haven't sat down and read the whole story. Mm. So he really encourages, you know, read the whole story. And, and even one of the tips is to just take a book of the Bible, whether it be, you know, one of the smaller books, Philippians. I've personally picked up Philippians, and he said, and read it through several times for several weeks and really get it on the inside and really learn the story and uh, not just a piece of or, um, you know, this famous or familiar scripture really applies, but what is behind the whole story? Mm. So it's, it's been really transformational for me, even though, you know, I've been reading my Bible for years, right. and it's just looking at it with different eyes, a fresh perspective, and and I can't wait to um, get home and 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 share it with, with my others. friends from church. Yeah. Oh, it makes for such great conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, what are some of the other? Um, you said there were several things or several. Um, so the first one was approach it. As a as a, a relationship, yes. Um, uh, some of the other things. That, remember why you're doing this. You know, I talked briefly about people come to know Jesus and they're so excited, mm-hmm. so vibrant, so alive, and all too soon the want tos turn into have tos. You know, when I first became a Christian, it was just. <laughs> I can tell you're listeners this because you're just very real but um i was bartending at mm-hmm. the time and mm-hmm. i would come home and sometimes hung over and i'd sit in my prayer chair and i'd <laughs> I have my that. cigarettes in my ashtray and my double cappuccino and i would literally spend hours reading my Bible. Amazing. And getting convicted all over the place. But <laughs> <laughs> that, just, came, that came along the way, right? Absolutely. The Holy Spirit, if we are spending time in the Word, He, he eventually tells us, yeah, you know what? Yeah. Y- you might not want to be controlled with booze. You might yeah. want to be controlled by the Holy Spirit. Yes, <laughs> yes. And that cigarette you keep smoking, 
you are my temple, and you're yes. choking me out here. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So, um, but yeah, it was just this newness and excitement, and I and I just couldn't wait to. You know, it was I didn't want to get up and get ready to go back to work because, uh, but you know, even in those early days, it was amazing. I remember going into work and, and I worked at a billiard uh, um, hall managing and doing some bartending, but at this particular time I was managing and um, the regulars would, would belly up to the bar and I'd be sitting there doing my work. And, and uh, you know, one of them would say, oh, guys, I heard a great joke. And our bartender would pipe up and say, well, is it clean? And the patron would <laughs> what say, What bartender no. asks that? <laughs> right. And they, then our, the bartender would say, oh, well, you can't tell it because Katie's here and, and uh, she doesn't appreciate, you know, bad I'm not language. sure if I said your last name. So Katie is what we call Karen Taylor. Taylor, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so it was... Oh, that's great. So obviously you were changing... Absolutely. And people were noticing, even yeah. though you might still have been smoking and drink and drinking heavily, you were there were some things that were different. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um waitresses would, you know, come up to me and say that um they were so upset by the the current gossip and I'm like, Well, I haven't heard any gossip and and one of them I distinctly remember saying, well, of course you haven't. You don't gossip, so you're not going to hear the gossip. And, and I just remember thinking, initially, now that I'm a believer, surely God wants me to move to Africa and become a missionary. And trust me, I applied for every known agency. Really? Oh, I did not know that. I did. I thought, there is no way God wants me working in a bar. Like why? Mm-hmm. What could I pos- What good could I possibly do? And yet, along the way, as God was changing me, um, it it became apparent that I needed to grow where I was planted, and that's where I was planted. And and so, yeah, the the drinking went away, and the smoking eventually went away. That took a little while, um, and it just it was it was God saying, just you know, I'll take care of. The out and I, nobody would take me <laughs> as a missionary. <laughs> I couldn't get him. I couldn't get involved in a. It was really probably because I was still smoking. Maybe I don't know. But, <laughs> was that one of the things on the questionnaire? Oh, definitely. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't but, think that they'd even think to ask that. <laughs> you know, what? they wanted to know, and yeah. So that was very interesting, but. Um, yeah, so just getting back to it was um, some of the the oh sorry the I wanted to go to his she's fighting with her electronics yes. right now. I know uh, our listeners are are kind of used to that because every now and then it happens to oh, me. You know, to err is human. To really mess up takes technology. Technology exactly. <laughs> so you know, some of the tips are: Why are you doing this? You know, is it for just information mm-hmm. or do you really want, as a raised in a Catholic home, mm-hmm. I knew all about Jesus. Mm-hmm. I did. I had a great foundation. I didn't know him personally, mm. but I knew of him. So, right. you know, are, do you want to know about Jesus or do you want to know Jesus? Mm-hmm. And and our, of course, our heart is that we want to know Christ and become more like Christ, mm-hmm. and the way to become more like Him is 
to know him. And so remembering why you're doing it. Setting your expectations really high. I loved this paragraph mm-hmm. or this chapter. You know, um, when you when you're going out to a party, for example, if you're dreading going, chances are you're not going to have you're a very not going to have a very good time. If you go with high expectations, knowing that it's going to be a wonderful time, you're going to be able to have good conversations and good food with friends and family. Then you know your expectations are set high. So if we approach the Bible and our time in God's Word with high expectations, mm-hmm. God, I know there's something you want with me, and it may be just a time of. Him loving on you without Mm -hmm. instruction and without discipline or anything like that. But having that high expectation of um, this isn't just my 15, 20, or if I have an hour long time to check off the done quiet time. You know, it's um, you have that expectation that you are going to hear from God Mm -hmm. and inevitably he does want. And sometimes, yeah, it's just being together. Yes. I, I may have shared the story before of um, when Randy and I were dating. I had to be in the house at 11 o'clock. That was the rule. And um, but there was and and Randy had to be out of the house. But there was nothing to say he couldn't still be on the property. <laughs> so uh, I would go down to my basement room and we lived in a bi-level. So the basement windows were quite tall. And I would stand on my bed and open the window, and he would lie down in the flower bed, <laughs> probably <laughs> destroying my mom's marigolds or whatever, and we'd continue talking. And sometimes, like, the ground would just suck the heat out of his body, and he'd be just chattering. <laughs> but we wanted to be together. Yeah. We weren't finished yes. being together. Yeah. And it wasn't likely we had, like we had anything specific we had to talk about. We just wanted to be together. Right. Right. And that is so much the heart of our father. Mm-hmm. He just wants us to crawl up, you know, in his lap some days and just be together. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, just throughout the book, it just gives some great um, tips on how to just do a paradigm shift on if you may have gotten into a rut with reading your Bible mm-hmm. and, and how you can think differently about that time with God. Do you have some more tips for us? Um, yes. There's um, uh, watch the whole movie. We I talked a little bit about that as far as, you know, reading an entire chapter, or an entire book, book. rather. Um, but he even goes into, you know, the Bible, although is set in 66 books, it is one story. Continuous story. So to read the Bible through... Mm-hmm. fully from the beginning right through is a great way to again hear the whole story mm-hmm. and to know um and he references um you know watch the whole movie uh, many of us can give a um a quote of our favorite movie and and it'll bring us back to that you know, um, Princess Bride comes to my mind. You know, some of those <laughs> yeah. movies that you could just watch over and over, yeah. Notting Hill. He's not totally dead. He's only mostly dead. <laughs> and But you, you need to watch the whole movie in order to get um, the appreciation of that particular moment or, or whatever. And right. so when you, when you um, 
you know, come upon a scripture that you want to remember. If you've watched the whole movie, or in the case of the Bible, read the whole book, it just makes it that much more meaningful. Mm. Um, uh, learn from your shampoo bottle. <laughs> Repeat. Learn from your shampoo bottle. Yes, and that's it exactly. Um, there was years ago, and and I I won't. I don't know who, which the shampoo company, but the um, the CEO had set it out to his employees and said, you know, we need to boost sales. Some any idea? No, no ideas are bad. Just give any employee can give any idea. And one of the employees, not an executive, you know, somebody working probably in the production or manufacturing, mm-hmm. came up with the idea of. Shampoo, rinse, rinse repeat. repeat, and that d- doubled their their sales. Because well, I'm glad were... that's why, because I never repeat. <laughs> <laughs> and I have heard that you're supposed to, um, the, the first shampoo just gets all the product out of your hair, and then the second shampoo actually makes your scalp clean and your hair clean. And uh, my hair is so short, I figure I can do it all in once. One uh, one time anyway, but... Uh, I do repeat. Do you? Yes, you I repeat. follow instructions. Okay. No. <laughs> My hair is a little it's longer. It's a little longer. And, yeah, needs that second one. But um, but yeah, just... And the reference to that, learn from your shampoo bottle is... is and I spoke about that before, um, you know, reading Philippians over and over mm-hmm. and over. It gets into... It's, it's like it soaks yeah. into deeper layers yeah, as you absolutely. read it more often. And one of the things that I've loved doing, as I mean, I've been a believer almost my whole life. Mm-hmm. I uh, have spent a lot of time in the Bible, but I love switching up the version that I'm using. Yes. My current favorite is the Passion Translation. Oh. So it might, might be one you want to check out. Um, I, I, uh, I, I use it a lot, and... Um, it just makes scriptures that are m- even memorized mm-hmm. fresher, and it brings out different nuances. Yeah. Um, so maybe every time you read Philippians, you go to a different version. Absolutely, and that's another thing that he he oh. suggests to okay. do that. Um, I love the message. I have mm-hmm. always I loved the message, and so I actually have a Bible that has on one side of the page— um, the NIV, and then on the ah. other side, it, it has the message, and it's it's yeah. really it's great to do that because you know to get the full understanding mm-hmm. of that. If uh, you know a scripture that's maybe difficult mm-hmm. to comprehend, and oh, I wonder what they mean by that. But yeah, and another tool that's really good for that is the Amplified, Amplified Bible. It's been around absolutely. forever, but it really does unpack all the nuances mm-hmm. of the original language. Yeah, yeah I yeah. agree. So. Tell me how reading this book has impacted your walk with God. Well, again, very simplistically, it has um, just changed the way I read the Bible in that I am finding, you know, implementing some of the tips. And I haven't actually even gotten through the the whole whole book book. yet. So I am looking forward to... um, How many hours was your flight on the way here and you couldn't finish the book? (laughs) That's okay. It's fine. 
Um, but the tip number nine, go on a 60-day adventure. I'm sure that's going to be a great thing. And and but it's just and the 60-day adventure is to read through the whole Bible. I don't know. I haven't oh, gotten to okay. tip number nine yet. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, everyone, you have to buy the book. Um, give us us the title and author again, please. Keith Farron, and it's called How to Enjoy Reading Your Bible. I am definitely going to read that one. Well, thanks so much, Karen, thanks, for being Donna. with us today. I'm Donna Carter. You're listening to Grow on the Go. Thanks for listening to Grow on the Go. Share this episode on social media and find more great programs at faithstrongtoday.com.